Anime Pulse, episode 539. And welcome to the final episode of Anime Pulse of 2017, or by the time you're hearing it, the first episode of Anime Pulse for 2018. Yes, Happy New Year, everybody. And uh, joining Whoa. me, as you can hear him in the background, clearly, is uh, yeah! Andrew Chen. <laughs> Woo! Hog my knee! And all that shit. Good stuff. Yes. Hog my knee, haggis. Uh, however you want to pronounce this uh, New Year's <laughs> Day. Indeed. Well, I don't see any reason to delay, so why don't we just jump right into our IRL news. And I will take the lead here. With my week, which, of course, I had off. I've had off this entire week. It's just been a lot of relaxing, playing video games. Um, I played a lot more of that Legend of Queen Opala, uh, but kind of slowed down on it. Played a lot of Overwatch. I did get through some anime that had been burning a hole in my pocket. Um, Yep, I finally finished up Shokugeki, which I completely agree with you. (laughs) They ruined, <laughs> they ruined that oh my epic God. moment of I Soma revealing this. his father's identity. <laughs> they ruined it. It's just like, I don't know why they did that. The music cuts in and it's like doing flash, 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 flash. All it's, of your special effects that you have, like we have the zoom in, the like, shaky cam, we have the tile effects. Oh my God, it's so funny. <laughs> It was terrible. I was like, how could they do this? <laughs> and they got rid of the best part where Erina and oh, Soma God. then have like conversation later where it's like <laughs> where you know she's still in shock where like the best part like they cut to her in her bedroom. She's just like hugging a pillow, looking into nothingness, like what what I almost got rid of the the man I love's son. I almost kicked him out. What is life? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> And then it's and then you got this. 
Great, yeah. great adaptation. Just mm. love it. Like, I mean, like, I haven't read the manga, you know? Um, I only had what you said to, to go by on. So, like, I was like, oh, this is going to be a big moment. As soon as, as soon as the dad arrived at the dorm, I thought, oh, this is it. Shit hits the fan, right? Then that moment happened that I just burst out laughing in anime. Yeah, they, oh, they, beautiful. they did it incompetently. It was not nearly as epic. Um, it, I mean, it, the buildup was there, but then they kind of just were like, and mm. crazy, ah, yeah, everyone's yelling, oh, it's cutting here, it's cutting mm. there, oh, look at all their faces, expression, 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 look over here, <laughs> now we're going into the past, now we're going to the future, expression, expression, it's, it, it was just, I was like, no, that's not, that's not how it does it, because in the manga, all it is is just yeah. like, the whole thing is like a two-page panel of Soma, you know, with Erina coming out behind him from the door, uh, hearing him yeah. say that Saiba Joichiro is his father. And then after yeah. that, you know, like, uh, Erina's father is like, wait, he's your father? And, you know, mm-hmm. and then Erina is even like, you know, she's freaking out about it. And then her father actually recognizes like her that his daughter also knows Saiba. And he's like, wait, you know him too? And there's this kind of like almost this like unexpected emotional connection there where it's like the father and daughter suddenly realize they share something in common. They both want to get in Saiba's pants. They're, co- they're, they're competing for the same guy. <laughs> they both want Saiba's heart. It's Oh, it's on. Does it ever not get creepy? I mean, like, in the way that, you know, how Erina sort of, like, matched up to go with with uh, Soma, in a way, you know, almost like with Megamine sort of thing. But, like, she also kind of wants his dad. Does that ever not get kind of weird? I don't think it's weird at all. I mean... All right, really? Like, she... She's, doesn't I feel like she's kind of settling? Like, oh, I want your dad. Oh, wait, I can't get him because he's like this and he already has someone. So no, I, I just, in... um... She couldn't. She couldn't say. She couldn't say that she can't have him. Still, as far as we know, Soma's mother's dead. Oh. We have no idea who she is. She's never mentioned at right. all thus far in the anime. If she suddenly shows mm. up and it's like, "Oh yeah, there's my mom. She's the president of the United States," I wouldn't be mm-hmm. completely, you know, like, "Oh my gosh, shocking." But at the same time, it'd be like they haven't mentioned his mother at all, so we don't know if she's alive or dead. So Saiba and um, Erina have just as good a chance as getting it on as Soma and Erina do. But, but like, surely that would also still partially be weird, considering that if that actually goes... Like, I'm not saying it's going to, but let's say that goes through. That would technically make her Soma's mother-in-law. Wouldn't that kind of, like... Isn't that kind of, like, a weird thing to no. have at the family dinner table? No? No, no, no not at all. I mean... She and Soma already have like a pretty friendly connection, and I don't think Soma sees her in a romantic light. In fact, I don't see he. I don't think he sees anyone in a romantic light. He. Oh yeah, just but that's like loves that's cooking. like the typical Shonen Jump sort of protagonist sort of thing, you know. Like yes, Naruto but, didn't see anyone in a romantic light until he had to end up with Hinata, you know. True, but at the same time, he did have an interest in Sakura, and he also had an interest in Hinata. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, we've, kinda, we've seen I'm that, but with Soma, Soma, a shonen he, thing is like you know, it's, it's like a typical shonen shonen thing for the, the guy to not really be like interested in the girl until like, oh, post post like you know, time skip scene. Now Goku has a son. You know, he ended up with Chi Chi after all. 
uh, unless you're watching the abridged series, in which case you know exactly what happened. <laughs> or Super. Oh my, did you know he never kissed his wife? How do you even do that? Uh, like, how, he made how her does kiss that other work things. if he's had two, childs, two, I mean, two children, you know? Well, you don't need to kiss <laughs> to do, do the deed. Yeah, but like, you know, it's just kind of like, even Vegeta's like stunned. He's like, what the fuck? You, you don't kiss? I'm an alien, and I'm, I've grown up on an alien planet, and even I know that it's just like a thing. Maybe Chi Chi just isn't into kissing. Maybe she's into doing Maybe. other things. We don't know what their sex life is like. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose so. Alright. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm glad you had the same reaction to the Soma the Soma ending as I did. I mean I think like even if they just didn't have any music at all and it just like let the moments sink in, it would have been a lot more effective. Yeah, it, that's the way it plays out. Like it feels it plays out in the manga. I mean obviously there's no music in the manga, but when mm-hmm. you see that dramatic thing you can just you can almost hear like the wind just like like kind of whooshing away and like there's just this like calm silence as like uh-huh. Erina's standing at the door taking in what she just heard and um uh and you know and even her father is like just like standing there shocked and then he's the one who breaks the ice of saying like he's your father and then mm. the picture comes out, and everyone is starting to show up, and it's like, yeah, yeah, look, see? It's and then everyone starts learning about who Soma's father is, because not everyone knew who Soma's father was. And then mm. everyone's starting like, holy shit, he's, uh, he was a second seat, and he, and Erina's father, our director now, knew him, and, and, the, and the, somehow the Academy also seems to have a seems to have a connect or the dormitory seems to have a connection to everything what happened in the past mm, yeah i also feel like it's like a slight narrative cop-out where it's like okay okay soma's dad's number two and then there's like that one guy above him that's all muscly and has the bald cut kind of guy he's number one but then they're like oh no but above him Erin's no. dad was actually number one until he got kicked out of the school so yeah number kind of like, oh, yeah here's number one guy who's also in the yeah, yeah, was Erina's father, and number two mm-hmm. was Saiba, and number three was the guy from the uh, training festival or whatever it was, the, um, like the summer camp they went to or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which also, by the way, on the note of Erina's dad, do you feel like in the anime they kind of like... Um... He's kind of over-exaggerated, where it's like, in the manga, where, where you check him out, my friend pointed this out, who reads the manga, I don't read the manga, but like, you know in the anime, he's made especially pale, and like, his eyes, like, the whites in his eyes are made grey, to make him just look extra dark. Oh, no, no, but, like, he's, in the even, manga, that's he's not even there. darker in the manga, where like, anytime oh, he oh. shows up, like, everything is black mm-hmm. around him. Like, you know that part where Soma opened the door, and there's, like, there he was? Like, they did yeah. that, but, like, they kind of, like, cut out the sh- his silhouette. So all you saw was, the, oh, yeah? like, his white face sticking through with his, like, slit eyes. And it was just, like, that is, that's hmm. a creepy motherfucker right there. Right, right. But, I mean, like, okay, he has the aura, but, I mean, does did, like, his complexion and, like, the color of his eyes have that sort of, like, grayness to the eyes as well? Yeah, yeah. Or... All right, okay. So it's all there. All right, okay. So it's, I guess it's a... Accurate adaptation in that case, I suppose. Well, um, it, it just seemed very like, whoa. Although, having said that, some of the reforms he puts on the school, 
Like, if he didn't have his men in black bodyguard people, like, enforcing them, some of his reforms almost seem reasonable for, like, a normal cooking skill, actually. But that's that's probably the... Some of them, The pool yeah. there is, like... Yeah. Some of his reforms aren't all that bad, but, you know... It's just the way he's, he's being... For having the wrong perfume on him, whatever, you know? Right, I mean... Instance. But it's just the way he's doing it. Yeah. Um, what what about how the anime fodderized the people we talked about? You know, like those uh, those two other people, like the one with the blonde hair that covers her eyes, and the other guy who goes against Megumin. Like they're fodderized. They they don't even get like a cooking scene to know how they lost. They just lose. What about those true. two? Yeah, they do lose. Yeah. And in fact, like even um, you mean Nikumi, right? Not Megumi. Uh, doesn't make me beat the guy. No, it's it's or, uh, uh, or no, yeah, no. Megami beats the guy. Uh, Nikumi, um, the tan girl who always wears the bikini. Yeah. she beats yeah. the like the foo 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 kind of girl. Um, yeah, the redhead, and then someone else who beats the and the glasses kid the... beats the. Oh, uh, he beats her right. Yeah, right. they do kind Which, of get fodderized. In fact, most of the. Mm. Polar Star mm-hmm. um, background characters, I call them now. They're just, that's all they are. They're just there to give exposition now. Oh, They're just there right. to be did like, oh, like I did this, role? or oh, I did that. Mm. <laughs> I, see, I mean, see. their roles uh. become more important later on, especially like where the manga is right now, and how Soma is um, showing his skills and kind of being like, oh, look, I incorporated um, this kind of culinary technique from this girl from my my dormitory and this guy from my dormitory and I learned how to do this and you know it's like look I learned through having friends isn't that unique and special yeah that's cool yeah very shonen jump mm-hmm. yep uh, moving on from Soma though Fire Emblem yep. Heroes oh oh okay it's gonna it got uh, at some point. yeah it got a new yep. event. Yep, and, the New uh, Year event. So you've seen the designs for it then? I have. In fact, I got the the brand new Elemental uh, Hero character. Elemental Hero. Oh, you got Gunthra. Right, yep, I, was, Gunthra. I thought you were talking about the New Year event. Right, okay, right. So you got the, the, the 8% banner one, the new legendary hero thing, Gunthra. She's the eldest sister. Mm-hmm. To um, but by the way, keep in mind with her dialogue, she says sisters, which means like her. Oh yeah, she, and, she's got um, at least two more. Fjorn. Yeah, there's at least there's at least one, probably two, but there's at least one more sister. And if we're going by character archetypes, you know, like Fjorn's like the youngest one sounding, right? And she's all like gentle and kind. Gunfra's like the eldest sister. She's the maternal one. So there's going to be at least one sister in the middle who's the spunky sort of tomboyish one. I'm going to guess it's a fire user. And the the, yeah, the fire user will be the spunky one. She'll have red hair. And the uh, that's my guess. And the Earth or uh, Earth Elemental one, she'll have brown hair and she'll kind of be very mm. moot, like kind of like uh, oh, quiet, mm. expressionless kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So a bit more like deadpan sort of character, yeah? Mm-hmm. That's what mm. I okay. uh, I think. Yeah, at least one more. So you got Gunthra then. Yeah, nice. I got um, Gunthra. Uh, I that's, even that's got a lucky. few... Yeah. I got two other ones. Um, I got oh, five a five stars. Uh, yeah, five stars. I got uh, Ines. 
Oh yeah, he's one of the best bullmen in the game. So he's from Secret Stones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, five star of him. And okay. I got a five star of uh, of uh, mm. Frederick. Huh? Sorry? Frederick? Frederick, right. Yeah, he's also pretty good. He's much better than his beach variant anyway. Um, cool. I'm, I'm lacking a lot of axe users, so somebody who uses an axe in general is sort of like valued on my team at least. But uh, yeah, Frederick from... You'll know him from Awakening, so... Mm-hmm. Well, I gotta tell you, character. I've been using, mm-hmm. I've been leveling up, um, uh, yep. Christmas Tharja. God, oh, yeah. I just love mm-hmm. seeing her art pop up every time. It's like, mm, <laughs> mm, mm. Uh, <laughs> oh, apart from that, also, good. she's also a really good unit, by the way. Having said, that, oh, yeah, so she's, she's like really, really useful too. She's pretty powerful. She's a bit on the slow side, she can't really move that fast. Mm. But yeah. mm. god damn does she hit. Yeah. You you basically can um as lo- you can almost make that that weakness moot as long as you put her with one somebody who either dances or sings. Or if you put her with an armored unit, which is what I do, I put her with Henry from Halloween, who mm-hmm. has a armored march as a skill. So there are two there are two units right now, Amelia and Henry that come with armored march, which basically means that if they start the turn with another armored unit all of them can move two spaces. And it, it doesn't matter if there's grass or, like, bushes or trees, they can still move two spaces over it. And this almost completely negates the weakness that um, Darja has, uh, Armored Darja has in the Christmas event. And she's a complete tank. Basically, what you want to do is when you attack with her, just leave her there and everybody will attack her and she can basically win most exchanges just because she's um, not ridiculous. All of her stats increase when she's being attacked, basically. Yeah, in fact, so, I even went and I upgraded her uh, Candelabra. So now she oh, yeah. even does more attack and she has more HP. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, by default, it increases HP. Um, my one did do the attack, but I increased it for... Um, I think it was defense because I gave her like an attack like Ignis or something, mm-hmm. which basically like it does a special attack based on how much resistance she has or defense. I think it was defense actually, based on how much defense it does. She has she get the attack does eighty percent of her defense. So I my candelabra upgrade increased her defense so that the special attack would do more damage because you know it pulls eighty percent of her defense to damage them. So. Yeah, she's an absolute beast when you're um, when you're using her defense. And my Henry, because he's a vampire, I thought it's thematic. Is I made it so that when he attacks enemies, he steals life from them and gives it to anybody that's around him. So he gives life back to Tharja and uh, or uh, Jacob or um, the other armored units I have around him when he attacks. So it's kind I of like a that. nice sequence. I like when they don't mm. just like oh, it's just cosmetic. Like they also kind of give him a skill that also kind of represents the character they're playing. And ah, right. uh, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I'd still like to get. Um, I know there's a skill that you told me that allows um, uh-huh. Tharja to always attack first uh, when it comes to counterattacking. So instead of like the, uh, the current vantage, thing, right? where, mm-hmm. where currently. Isn't that what you gave her from Long Q? Or the well, I gave her Vantage. So her? she, if yeah. she has. Uh, if she has any uh, damage to her, like to yeah. you know to a certain extent, and she'll be allowed yeah. to attack first. But there's another yeah. skill that always allows her to attack first, no matter what. 
Like, even if her HP is at 100%, I don't know what the skill is called. Uh, right, I'm not really sure. It might actually be a unique skill, in which case I can't transfer it to her, but um, I heard uh, about that there skill. Are, there are some skills that are like that, but most skills in this game, apart from if they're weapon specific, can be transferred over to a character. I'll tell you, I'll tell you with, uh, with Tharja... I didn't give her advantage, but um, I just gave her a bunch of stuff to uh, increase the skills she currently already has. Mm -hmm. So, um, oh man, it's really slow in the tier listing here. But yeah, she's pretty high ranking anyway. Um, oh, oh, and I, I gave I... her like uh, distant defense and stuff, just stuff to ta increase her tankiness, basically, because she's she's pretty much a tank. Um, oh, so like distance, defense, plus free stuff. Like My that. God. I did not notice that picture you oh, sent me. Yeah. I just saw it. I didn't know there's oh, yeah, another yeah. event coming, and holy shit. Yes. Uh-huh. I, I was wondering if that if you got any characters from this one yet. It's the New Year event. No, I haven't even seen it, and I want, I want, I want uh -huh. Middle Waifu in that oh, picture. Oh, the Camilla? Yeah, uh, I want no, the Camilla. If I can get that Camilla, yeah. I'll be a happy, happy clam. Which, it's funny because, like, she's went, like, there, there are four characters. Like, in this picture, there's only three, but the, far, the fourth one is the male Corrin. Mm -hmm. um, as, as a bull character. Um, what's funny is, like, for this thing, they've, they're celebrating New Year's in a very Japanese sort of way. Of course. So, like, Azeroth went over to, like, Hoshido, and she's celebrating with Camilla, who's apparently her sister. Mm -hmm. Um, so like Camilla's like you know if you want you can call me Onisan or Onichan. She's kind of went a bit weeaboo for this uh, for this uh, New Year's event that's going on. Yeah, that but, works for um, me. Plus, I think that outfit was <laughs> like, better than her Easter event. Oh yeah. Mm, yeah. Interesting. I don't think bunny ears suit yeah. her. I like her kind of. I want to say devilish horns that she has on. I like those. Oh, you like those? Okay, okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. her standard oh, she devil keeps them horns. for the New Year's. Mm -hmm. Yep, there's a New Year event right now, so it's going on for the next month, so you have a long time to possibly get her. Or uh, Asura. Be... Which I'm, I'm aiming for Asura, because she's a, like a flying dancer, or a flying singer, which is a very uh -huh. useful unit to have. Oh, I will definitely be uh, dancing on the back <laughs> of Pegasus. I'll definitely be trying my hand at getting that Camilla. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that does right. it for my IRL news, though. How about you? Okay. Uh, my MacBook is back, which is one thing. Um, yeah, the start of this year, I suppose it was, that was before I was on this podcast, but I used to have a MacBook Pro, uh, which I used for everything. Work, recordings, all that sort of stuff. It broke, but today, or yesterday, it has been resurrected with uh, some brand new parts. It's, uh, in fact, by the helping of my uncle, we've reattach some uh, parts that was stopping it from reading hard drives and I've upgraded it with an SSD so now it's much more faster than it used to be with its 16 gigabytes of RAM so I'm looking forward to using the MacBook Pro again for leisure and work and you know I missed having a Mac at the same time you know it only took me just using a Mac again to be like oh yeah I like the gestures you can do on a on an Apple device, but I, I still don't have the wall to buy like the new MacBook Pro because it just I don't want to spend so much money on like a touch bar that I don't care so much for, but you know. 
Yeah. Right. The, my, my old MacBook Pro is strong enough, so I'm, I'm keeping that going, which is good. We, uh... Usual se- Christmas celebrations. I did not get a Nintendo Switch. It's still in the works. But, you know, we, we've had past dialogue with me and you about how... Um, there's not really much there for partying with family in terms for the Switch. So I think it was for the best. Instead, we made do with the, the Wii U instead, which... I know it's an underrated... I think it's an underrated console. I know it didn't do very well, but it has enough stuff to keep the whole family going. Things like Nintendo Land or the WarioWare game or... I, I, we also played a bit of Mario Party. Uh, and then with me and my sister, we played some Hyrule Warriors, which I know is just Dynasty Warriors, but with Zelda characters in it. And that was kind of fun. Um, but another surprise for Christmas is I got me a copy... You know how I like fighting games, right? So my, uh, my BFF bought me a copy of Injustice 2, which I... Really appreciate. Looking very much forward to. Um, I played Injustice 1. I don't know if you're familiar with the series at all. or Injustice. I... That's the one with... Uh... That's the one with like uh, all the Marvel characters and DC characters, right? Or... Uh, just DC. Just DC. Just, just DC, okay. Uh, yeah, it's just DC. It's the one where like Superman goes evil and like, you know... It's now like good guys versus kind of good guys, but like with a much more um, dictatorship sort of standing. Whereas like Superman's got his own army, Batman's got his own army, and they fight each other. And like Injustice Two is like the continuation of that. And there's some guest characters from other series in it. You know, characters like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in season three <laughs> and stuff. But you know, um, a lot. Of I these, do like. Um, I do like some of yeah. the. I've. I believe I've seen all the interaction dialogue between oh, yeah? all the characters and some of them are yeah. pretty fucking funny <laughs> do you do you like any of the particular characters then from the um versus? i do enjoy the banter between uh uh black or is it black canary, black canary? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. um green arrow or archer oh or, right or, yes mm-hmm. yeah yeah because they, that, i that guess they're weird. dating or something like that or they did date well they're no, okay. Like this is this is where it goes into like, comic book weirdness territory. Like they're actually married, right? But the Green Arrow that this Black Canary knew is dead. She gets he gets killed by Superman. So this Green Arrow is actually from another universe, and this Green Canary, this Black Canary knows that. Ah. So it's not the same Green Arrow, but they were married. She was married to like an original Green Arrow that got killed, and this is like a different Green Arrow. So that's where it kind of messes up a bit, and it's a bit weird. But, you know, um, they have funny dialogue with each other, I, I admit. In fact, Green oh, Arrow's dialogue in general is really funny because he's a bit of a jokester sort yeah. of character. Um, <laughs> I think I also like, uh, is it Blue Beetle? Yeah, Blue Beetle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, mm-hmm. any time, like, he'll show up and he just, like, <laughs> he just says, he'll just say something and it's just the... Uh, he he's like, I thought you were supposed to be scarier. He's like, oh well, mm-hmm. that is quite very scary. Mm-hmm. He's that like is comic actually, books. yeah, yeah. He's a bit he's... like he's like the young fanboy kind of guy, and he's just ah. like he's seeing these superheroes for real, and he's just like you know he's being trained up by Batman and stuff. So he's like, oh okay, like now I'm shitting myself and <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah, he's he's got a good sense of humor about him. So, or when uh, two characters to... are fighting each other and they're the same character. Oh like, yeah. Uh, yeah. The Joker fighting himself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they compliment each other and all that sort of stuff. It's actually kind of funny. Looking There's like a lot of good. Humor. 
<laughs> you too. <laughs> yeah, that sort of thing. I like those sort of exchanges that they have. And even if it's a bit contrived as to how they get the Joker back involved in this game, but you know, of course, looking forward to playing that. Recommend it. Oh, he's a he's a fan favorite character, so like you can. I yeah, appreciate they can't, they him can't being get in the rid game. Of him. Yeah, you can't get rid of the Joker, even if he is technically like dead in the timeline that they're in. Um, I appreciate being able to play him, play as him in a video game. You know, <laughs> at least in a video game context, you want to play as you want to play as your favorite characters, and Joker's fun, so definitely want to play as him. Um, you know, uh, so first New Year's, then there's the after party. So looking forward to playing with all that sort of stuff. Uh, you already covered the Fire Emblem Heroes talk, actually, really. So I can just go <laughs> on to the private messages and comments and stuff so uh the first one is about last week uh from yotaro vegeta vegeta he covered about how jamie lee curtis also went to a con she's not just a fan she went to a con a convention dressed up as vega from street fighter um you know it's which is better than her dressing as kami because kami would attract a bit too much uh, attention given her celebrity status so she's done more to show how much of a fan she is and he also thinks that he doesn't eat well he doesn't not sure if he believes William Shatner is really a Love Life fan um it's not impossible but it, it came a bit too much out of left field so it could be somebody who's hired to look after his account which in this day and age yeah there's plenty of celebrities that very hmm. possible when I thought about it I was like yeah yeah, yeah that's actually that's pretty mm-hmm. true yeah yeah it's possible that it's not actually William Shatner but you know for now, I'll, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt, sort of thing, and uh, you know, so I like I like to think that he is just just for fun. You know, it's a lot more fun to imagine that since we don't have confirmation either way. So, yep, there's that. So that's the comment, and then moving on to a private message. So you know, a while back we talked. I talked about a, a forum post from Queen Inoue, and we talked about how that name might be inspired by a character from Bleach. You know, Orihime. Mm-hmm. Uh. She wanted to clear up a misconception, a misconception. So she said, just to clarify, the Inoue part is not based off a bleach, although everyone automatically usually assumes it. It's actually from her own alter ego named Inoue Shiromaka. Um, Shiro meaning white, and Maka being one of my favorite characters from the anime Soul Eater. I made that part up. She, I don't know what, why, where she got the Shiro Maka from. Actually, it's a, it's based, <laughs> it's actually based off a of Facebook. Um, you know, uh, one of those Facebook posts that lets you generate your own sort of, like, character um, uh-huh. or name sort of thing. So that's where it comes from. It's not actually the, the white Maka part that I was making up there. Um, that's where it comes from. Um, just thought you let you know. I do like Bleach, but I'm not that into the MC whom apparently marries her. I have not read the manga yet, so... And, you know, I, I kind of agree because, you know, Ichigo was fine at the start, but he gets kind of boring as it goes on. He has yeah, less things he, to do. he does. Even though they try to make him interesting again and again, like, oh, his mother mm. was actually... Uh, she was oh, actually... Quincy. Uh, a Quincy. Yeah, she was and, a Quincy. Yeah. And he's mm. part hollow, and also he's part yeah. Shinigami. He's so crazy. Yeah. Whoa. We're told a lot of interesting things about him, but he doesn't do or say interesting things so much towards the end, so it's a bit... Mm, not all there. Um, and if I were to... And she says, if I were to choose a favorite character in Bleach, it would be Byakuya. Another reason why I'm not into Bleach in a way. Um, I uh, love your sh- I love the show. You got- Your guys are pretty funny. So yeah, so I think she finds you pretty funny, which is that's a good start to have there. That, that is good. Uh, I'm glad I can still make people <laughs> laugh with my 
my bad sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, she hasn't listened to the show for years. Um, her account was deleted because of, for inactivity and, you know, the forums was restarted again. It's sort of like me where I stopped listening to for about two years and I came back and listened to you and Rio. And I was like, whoa, two different hosts. So she, she listened all the way back when it was Ichigo and Bato as the hosts. Uh, I don't remember Bato actually myself. Uh, that must be in like the really early start, I suppose. Uh, Bato and she only stopped was listening. Ichigo's oh, yeah. original co-host. Right, so she was there from the, all the way from the beginning. I think when I was listening, it was Ichigo and Time Chaser. Like that's when I started. So, so she was there. She's been there since before I was. Well, not before I was born. I don't know why I was going to start saying that. <laughs> and as far as, far as Byakuya is concerned, because I asked her more about how, you know, like, you know, why is Byakuya your favorite? You know, is it design? As far as Byakuya is concerned, my interest in him is mainly his looks. He is pretty powerful too. His downside is his personality, but hey, we can't all be perfect. And I kind of agree with that. He's got that kind of upper class kind of personality. To him, but he's, he never really smiles. But he has, a, he has an interesting aesthetic, so I'll give her that. Um... Thanks for responding back and keep up the good work on the podcast, Gan Bate. So that's the private message. I did ask beforehand if it was okay if I read the private messages uh, live on the show because I wasn't sure if it, you know, because it's called private message, I wasn't sure if it's okay to read them out. Uh, but you know, I got the okay. So if you if you don't want your messages read out, just just let me know. Just say hey, don't read them out, motherfucker, sort of thing. Maybe <laughs> not in that exact wording, but you know. And then, okay, so now it's forum posts, and it's quite a few different posts, actually, we have this year, which, well, the last of this year. First one was Christmas. I asked about what anime makes Christmas come to mind for you, you know? Uh, maybe it could be an episode, maybe it could be a series, movie, something that makes you think Christmas. You don't even have to, it doesn't even have to be a Christmas anime, it can be just something that gives you the feel of the holidays, kind of like Gyo Tokyo Fish Attack. So I got a response from Yotaro Vegeta on this front. And he says, My thought was Tokyo Godfathers, the film that's all about Christmas. Oh, and some guy named Satoshi, whatever, created it, some small timer. Second thought, Guguri Kokuru-san's Christmas episode. It's also the last episode of the season. It involves Kohina, the protagonist, meeting a guy on the street on Christmas. Why is a little girl holding a conversation with a grown man? Because lol anime, that's why. She's also helping him pick out a Christmas present for his daughter. That's when the comedy hijinks ensue. I, I've never really heard of Kokuri-san personally, but uh, that's the response I got for the Christmas forum post. Uh, I actually got an update, updated post on like a really old one. Well, not a really old one, but one of my old forum posts, the horror one by Yotaro, uh-huh. is it Yotaro? Yeah, Yotaro Vegeta as well. I'm fine with horror, but I don't seek it out. I think the most recent horror, me- horror anime I was into, at least for a time, was Shiki. Shiki was about a small town that becomes inhabited by a few vampires, which I also uh, yes. haven't heard of actually. Oh, uh, it's, it's pretty good. It starts out it's a little good. slow because it's like, oh, it's you know, quiet town, and you know, people yeah. are people. You know, they they keep themselves except there's this one girl with pink hair who wants to get out and do the big city, and you know, she wants to be free. And all of a sudden, this very strange family moves in, very, very strange, and. People uh-huh. start dying of mysterious illnesses, and then their in their graves start being empty, and you know they start showing up again, and they're, they're vampires, and more people are turning into vampires. But then the, the town kind of is like, "Fuck vampires," and they just kind of kill them all. Huh? 
Yeah, right, except for the the yeah. there's a priest, um, a Shinto priest who kind of befriends mm-hmm. the main female vampire, yeah. who's a a lolly vampire. You know, turned into a vampire when she was a little girl, so she's been that way forever. Uh, she's yeah. actually the oldest, and she just wanted to make a family. So he actually spoilers at the end of the anime um, pulls a. Uh, Pulls a little bit of a heist, and he puts her in a uh, briefcase, and he sneaks her out of the town before she is killed by uh, everyone. Because everyone kills all the other vampires, all the... And rather gruesome ways, too. Like, the pink-haired girl, she gets turned into a vampire. And she gets... uh, She tries to run away, but, like, a tractor sits on top of her head. Uh, Like, she gets run over, then the tractor sits on her head she's not dead even though her head's crushed then they stab her through the chest and that's what kills her you know this sounds like good fun anime i think i might watch this like on it's next very year. maybe on valentine's gruesome. day sounds good it gets very <laughs> bloody um very it's mm. also like kind of um disheartening too because the doctor who figures yeah. out how to kill the vampires experiments on yeah. his fiance who was turned into a vampire who doesn't even know uh, that she was even turned into a vampire yet. She kind of just thinks that she um, is being tortured by her uh, her to-be husband, who is, like, injecting right. her with different poisons, who's, like, you know, breaking different bones, trying everything he can before he eventually stabs her through the heart and is like, so I guess that's how you have to do it. Mm. <laughs> well, he could have just consulted Bram, Bram Stoker's novels to know that part of the... Stake for the heart part is quite common knowledge, I think. But yeah, I guess the torture kind of uh, suffices to prove the theory after all. But yeah, this this seems like a good fun anime. I might check this out sometime. Um, yeah, he finishes by saying that most horror anime tends to be action horror like Berserk or Helsing. Which, yeah, that's kind of true. Haven't checked out Hel- uh, Berserk enough, but I have seen Helsing. Um... And next one is on videos. Remember that video post I put out a while back about possible video content? Yeah. Uh, well, Queen Inoue chimes in with a video content for me would be awesome to put uh, to be able to put a face to the voice I hear on the podcast, especially when I like the sound of the voice, would be great. Of course, I'd love to see the anime decor of the room in which you record. There are a lot of things that can be done with video content. In another podcast I listen to, they sometimes air on YouTube while they are recording, and do, and I do really like that. Even if there is enough interest for it to be implemented, I realize it will take a while before I could even possibly it could even possibly come to fruition. Uh, that being said, it's still an awesome show regardless of whether or not there is video content. So, actually, in regards to the whole like um, putting it live, uh, you know, I think even before we get actual proper like YouTube video content up, the first thing we're probably gonna get. Working is probably the um, Discord server thing anyway, so the live streaming thing may come sooner than you think, like the um, recording shows live thing. The video content is definitely like a, is a kind of like a pie-in-the-sky dream idea that might happen eventually once I get the A-OK from the higher-ups, <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, so it's, it's not completely off the table, but yeah, the, the live stream stuff is definitely a possibility uh, to happen pretty soon, actually, but, you know. I need to. Yep. I still. I haven't had time to really sort out the Discord stuff yet, but I, maybe I'll get over. I'll probably get it sorted out maybe over the next few weeks. So once that's all sorted out, I can maybe get, let you know more about it. 
as well, and then we can get sorted about getting it to the actual community at large. Uh, and lastly, we have Anime Awards, which is very relevant to what we'll be doing today, uh, later on. But I, I also wanted to ask what people's favourite animes of 2017 was going to be, you know? Um, I, and I, I oh. ended up with, would appreciate if you also let me know why it's good. Why it's good, poo-poo-doo-doo, cheers, right? <laughs> and uh, Yotaru Vegeta responded like, with, like, poo-poo-doo-doo? Like, no, I, I want to clarify, I did not type the words poo-poo-doo-doo. I wrote shit, like, good shit, as in, like, oh, you know, tell me why it's good shit. But this this uh, forum thing has a thing where it autocorrects what you write, <laughs> sort of like with the, <laughs> sort of like when you write the, it used to come across as te. When you write shit, it comes, it changes it to poo poo doo doo. So I did not write poo poo doo doo. It was poo poo doo doo by the forums volition. So when he asked that, that's why it is. But anyway, so. Anywho, my favourite anime of 2017 was hard to come up with. I know that's cliche, but I think there's a lot of strong shows. I would recommend to people uh, who have not watched anime or have stopped watching it. The second season of Showa Genroku Rakugo Shinju comes to mind. So my favourite anime of 2017 was Made in Abyss. It's beautiful. It builds an amazing world. It's cute and it's heartbreaking. The characters, um, brackets children, seem to be naked a bit more than I would have expected. It's a, it's two or three times maybe, but I definitely forgive that because the show is so damn good. Uh, I have heard lots of good things about Made in the Abyss. I've watched a few episodes, but it's one of those ones that I have been watching very leisurely, so I can't really comment on how great the show is. But have you heard of uh, Made in the Abyss yet? Or I heard of it. it. And I've never seen it, but I've heard there's, like, this really big twist in it that had most people, like, doing a what-the-fuck take when it happened. So I'm guessing right. that's the tragedy part of it. Um, right. I don't know. All I know that it features a rabbit girl, an anthropomorphic yeah. rabbit girl, and two yeah. human characters. Yeah. One male and one female. I haven't gotten to the bit with the anthropomorphic rabbit girl part, but I can tell you that the guy is, like, a robot. Like, he's a half-human, half-robot. Ah. And the, and the girl is, like, an explorer looking for her mum. But I, that's all I know from episode, like, two or three-ish where I've, where I've gotten to so far. I'm watching it very leisurely. But it does look very good. So, you know, um, I can, I'm not surprised that it's made this, um, that people like it a lot because um, I've heard a lot of good things about it. You know, the show in particular. Um, we got Zaldera coming in with um, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. It's a fun slice of life comedy that provides a bit of brightness in the current dark state of in the current dark state of affairs. The anime does get a bit too serious at the end, but I like the message it seems to give of it's not where you're from, but where you feel you belong to you where you feel you belong, that's home. I butchered that reading a bit, but you know. Um I don't know what he means by provides a bit of brightness in the current dark state of affairs. Are you going through a hard time right now or are we in a dark I state think, of affairs? Well, I think he's... Um, I'm going to take a guess and say he's in the United States. Uh, uh-huh. And we're kind of, you know, it's not a great time for us. Uh, one part due to our president. Uh, another part right. due to the president's recent, you know... Uh, well, I mean, all of his actions haven't really been great. But uh, even more recently, he's been really... Uh, kind of getting on people's nerves. Um, and, of course, then there's the SEC thing that happened, which kind of ruined everyone's Christmas. Um, I mean, there's still a lot of terrorism that 
continues to go on. So I mean, I yeah. could be anywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just just that is not the most optimistic time. So oh, and of course, there's North Korea. Ah, the the can't, can't forget about so, those yeah. those yeah. those little rascals with their <laughs> nuclear uh, weapons. Yes. Cold War Part Two continued. The Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> oh dear. Right. Okay. So that might be what he's referring to, especially if he's in America right now. Um, there's, I guess, there's shit happening everywhere. Um, <laughs> let's hope for a better next year than I guess in that case. Yeah, 2018. But, please uh, be better than 2017. <laughs> it's not a hard precedent to reach. It really isn't a hard like standard. Just, just do it. Come on, sur- surpass the standard, and you know. I don't know what needs to happen. There was actually a thing. I was watching like Chinese television because, uh, of course, I was with my mom, and like it, it came up with like bad things of this year. And I was like, all these like you know famine, people might you know like mass immigration and all these like refugees and disease and all this like natural disasters. And then when it came to the good stuff that happened this year, it tried to balance it out. Like what happened in twenty seventeen on the news, and I was like, we managed to make sure that pandas are no longer an officially endangered species anymore. And that's actually quite a good thing. And then I was like, you know, we legalized gay marriage. And that's not a good thing. But, like, apart from those, there were not really... Like, I watched both of us on the news. And I was like, wow, you've, you've just made, <laughs> made me feel like shit. Because the good compilation did not last nearly as long as the, as the bad compilation of things that happened this year. <laughs> so I'm just going to go back to my bedroom and smother myself. Thanks. <laughs> you know, just God. Thanks. Um, but hey, at least that's one thing to celebrate. Pandas. Pandas are no longer endangered, so, if you didn't know already. Thanks to our, um, the love of pandas, and I guess, across the world, and our good breeding program we have in place. So, there's that. And the last post we have for this year is from Queen Inoue again, on the Anime Awards. Uh, I love most of the anime I watched this year. I can't think of one that I really didn't like or dreaded watching. I rarely drop series. Showa Rakugo Genroku Shinju second season was awesome. There's another mention of that show. Um, I still haven't checked out any of it. If you have you seen, I know. Have you seen any of that or heard of this show? Of what? what uh, Showa Rakugo Genroku Genroku Shinju. Quite a long name. No, I I've never seen it, but right. I, the name sounds familiar. Right, I'll just paste that. In. I just wanna, cause I I have been interested in watching it. I just never have had time to do so. Uh, wow, it's got a really high rating. A former Yakuza member, fresh out of pres- prison, is fixated on one thing. Uh, it looks quite good. It's by Studio Studio Dean, so don't know what that means. <laughs> Yeah, so that, that's a popular show this year. Anyway, the second season. Um, I also liked Ancient Magus Bride, which if I'm not mistaken, you've been reading the manga still, right? Of Ancient Magus Bride? Magus Bride? It's a slow process, probably because the anime is out right now. Um, right. Or, mm-hmm. you know, is, I think it's done now, right? Is it all oh, done airing? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, th- if I it think had a t- it has. It's the, yeah, man- okay. the anime so, is so slow that I'm watching it in a pacing kind of state. Like I'm watching it every now and then. Yeah, so. anytime the anime of something comes out, the manga always slows down to a crawl, or it just kind of gets put on the back burner for a bit until the anime's done. In which case, things start speeding up again. Like Shokugeki right. no Soma, when Shokugeki's third season was coming out and being done, um, 
it did slow down. Or at least I thought it slowed down, but um, maybe it's because it's the third season. He didn't uh, the the uh, author didn't need to put as much effort into the anime as the uh, manga, which would be expected considering <laughs> that fucking <laughs> that damn uh, reveal. <laughs> I was best so like it almost made the top like moments of the year you know what like the next the, the best anime moment I'm gonna make I'm gonna make I've got a gif I'm gonna put it in the next forum post I don't even care if it has anything to do with the question that I asked for next week's episode um but there's like a best anime like moment of the year and that that shokugeki moment almost made it but it has to go to princess principal which i'm gonna i'm gonna post that gif like for the following week i'm not gonna spoil it on this podcast today but oh man it's glorious i'm gonna send it to you at some point though because it's just an amazing moment in in anime history not just this year but history um but yeah there's that uh yeah so this, the animation in, is quite well done in um ancient mega sprite great storyline even though it isn't finished yet i've gotten quite well into it i think it's by i think it's far as my favorite 2017 i have to say say recovery of an mmo junkie because of the way it was done i don't know what anime that is recovery of an mmo junkie it left me wanting more i want to find out those uh, if those two really ever get together there were great comedic moments, the animation looked really good, and I feel it was very well done. So, Recovery of an MMO Junkie is her favourite anime of the year. Just checking I what that is. don't recognise that one. Yeah, same. Recovery of an MMO Junkie? Oh, wait. Oh, oh I haven't watched this one. <clears throat> right, okay, I, I, have seen the, I have seen posters, it came out last season. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's like a, it's about people who connect over online or something. I haven't. I haven't oh, okay. Online, yeah. Now I know what you're talking about. I didn't know that was right. the MMO junkie thing, but I know as soon as you said people and connecting, and I I immediately recognized the, as soon as I thought about. it, I was like, oh yeah, right. that. Any good? Is it? Do you know anything about it then? Any good? No, no, I I didn't get into it. I saw it. It kind of interested me, but then I never watched it. Okay, fair enough. Right. Um. So that's the number one pick from her this year. So yeah, uh, Made in the Abyss, Rakugo Shinju, and MMO Junkie seem to be popular picks for this year, as far as the community is concerned. Thanks for the messages this week, and I think that about does it for this segment. All right. In that yep. case, let us get into our industry news. And I will kick things off with another top 10. Because uh, that's what today's episode is going to be. It's top 10s. Top 10s. And uh, yeah. this is a top 10 list of the top 10 cutest twin characters in anime history uh, mm. pulled by Gu ranking of the <laughs> 3,152 Japanese netizens here are the top 10 so oh, starting us say, all the way at yeah oh I was gonna say despite it not saying what's gender all of them are female <laughs> there are male twins but there are no female twins there are no male twins in this list well <laughs> Just I mean, they're the cutest out. Oh, cutest, right. But you know, girls could find guys cute, I suppose, and vote them in. 
Like, <laughs> I don't know. Right. Number 10. Uh, Tomo, Tomomi and uh, Mikage Matsunaga from Miracle Girls, mm. which appears to be a uh, kind of a Sailor Moon-esque era anime. Uh, apparently the girls are gifted with tele- teleportation and telepathic abilities. And they tackle daily school life while avoiding those who seek their power for their own purposes. So it's Sailor Moon, except without love. Oh. So it's, so it's just the sailor part then. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a school part with like, oh, uh, okay. mm-hmm. kind of like hiding their powers and whatnot. And maybe, I don't know if they have, tra- I'll be damned if they don't have transformation scenes. Um, this is probably before they made it big, then I guess, right? Like before the author made it big with Sailor Moon. Like this is like her first. Possibly, hit. it does. It does yeah. look like the art style is a little bit older than Sailor Moon. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, at number nine, we have uh, Kokoro and Koka Yazawa from Love Live. Everyone's mm. favorite anime idols. Anime. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have. Louis and Lynn from Fist of the North Star. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, that's a pretty pretty left turn considering the uh, the masculine nature of Fist of the North Star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have uh, Kukuri and Mayuri uh, Orihara from Durarara, which I mm. do agree with because those two are pretty adorable. Um, right. They also make out with people they just meet, who are like, "Oh, <laughs> you were very, you were nice to my sister, so I'm gonna give you like, I'm gonna French kiss you." And then the sister's like, "No, you can't French kiss him without me French kissing him." And it's like, "Wow, nice." <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, fair enough. I can see why they made the list then. In that case, and, and like they're the only ones that. Um, uh huh. That, uh, damn it. Mm. Easy as. Easy, uh. Izayoi? Shizuo. They are the oh, only Shizuo. ones yeah. that Shizuo will, um, not mm. really ever get mad at. Like, if there's oh, some place really? that they really shouldn't be, he'll just kind of, like, pick them up and carry them away. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He doesn't throw anything at them. Right, he doesn't throw anything at them. He doesn't attack them. He doesn't yell at them. Um, he kind of just deals with it. And they kind of accept that too because I don't know if they know about his powers, but they seem to respect him. Mm. Um, then at number six is Kagami and Sukasa from uh, Lucky Star, the uh, Hiragi twins. Which I really heavily agree with. They're good characters from a good anime in my opinion so happy to see them Apparently on the one has a sweet mm-hmm. and innocent personality and the other has a very tsundere personality yeah uh, they make fun of that quite a lot but you know uh, lucky star is one of those very self-aware sort of shows where it's um they really pick at her and like to be honest her tsundere moments feel very like it's not over a guy ever like and it's always very like legit like it feels like she's a normal person but like people she's sundry because of the way people act towards her like they're expecting her to be sundry and that's why she responds in turn like she almost gets like coaxed into it so she kind of falls into the trap a bit but yeah i get that 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Then we have another older uh, anime here, Rosen Maiden, with uh, mm. uh, Soseki and uh, Suiseki. The uh, mm. very popular choice among cosplayers uh, due to their mismatch oh. or their mismatched eye colors. So you always oh. have to get colored contacts if you want to cosplay them. Um, I see. But uh, they, are, of course, also have polar opposite personalities. Of one of them <laughs> is very aggressive, and the other one's very quiet and shy. Um, and I, you know, I, I'm not gonna disagree with it. Although, uh, definitely didn't think it'd make the list. Right. Um, okay. Then we got number four. It's uh, Momo, Belia, and Nana Astra. Uh, Devoluki from Two Loveru. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah, the pink-haired sisters from uh, Two Loveru. Apparently, mm-hmm. Momo has a never-ending lust for the protagonist Rito, right. uh, who is in shocking contrast to her sister Nana, who values friendship above all else. So one of them wants to get in his bed, and the other one just wants to hold his hand. Right. Okay. So they cover both bases as a couple. So it's like a couple of twins. Yeah. Right. Uh, then apparently cute also means psychopathic and crazy because Mion and Shion uh, from Higurashi no Nakuro ni made the list at number three. Mm. Uh, it does kind of fool you into thinking that maybe there is no twins in it all because some episodes play it off like that the uh, the twin sister died early on, and so the one is just kind of changing her outfit and is looking like the other one or changes her hairstyle, but there is a twin sister, and sometimes the episodes do show her, like the two sisters right. will be together. But, of course, it's a very psychological anime, so it does kind of trick you into thinking, is there a twin sister, or is it just a girl who changes her hairstyle because her actual twin sister died at birth. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, never seen Hikarashi, so I'll take your word for it. This sounds pretty good. <laughs> then, number two <laughs> is the troll. Oh. The trolls coming out to play. We have mm-hmm. uh, Yubaba and Zeniba from Spirited Away. You know, the big ugly witches from. <laughs> Spirited away. Uh, best. Yeah. They should The one of whom, of course, turns uh, our main Ooh. character's parents into pigs. And the <laughs> other one, who's actually the good witch uh, of the family. Yeah. You know, when I rechecked and it said cutest twins, then you know it's a troll. <laughs> That's yeah, amazing. It's, it's trolly. Uh, yeah. Not that old people can't be cute, but uh, no. Yeah, no. 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 <laughs> yeah, this one in particular, not sure where they see what they're seeing if they actually were being serious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And coming in at number one, something we kind of expected given yeah. the popularity of at least one of these characters Ram and Rem from Re Zero. Mm-hmm. The twin maids in Re Zero, who are the reigning queens as far as acuteness goes, according to this poll. Um, I don't know many twins. The way you sounded with um, 
Were you talking about the ones from Rose and Maiden? Do you have your mm-hmm. own idea of any twins that didn't make this list, for instance, first? Because I don't really have any that weren't mentioned here. I guess, if they're female, at least. Uh, let me think here. Because, uh... I mean, like, Rem and Ram kind of win, but, like, just by default, because I don't really watch many anime where there are twins oh. like this. I, I'm... Uh... Uh-huh. Ryo and Kyo from Clonad. Oh, right, right. Mm-hmm. They, I they don't know what their know, definition mm-hmm. of twin is mm-hmm. because a lot of yeah. these characters were like not born at the same time. They were born one yeah. and then after the other. And sometimes yeah. they don't even look the same. And there's Ryo and Kyo from Clonad. Of course, they're super adorable. Yeah. Wait, Rion and Kion. I, I wonder if they're the same ones. Wait, Clanad, Rio. Right, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna, like, you know the, the dynamic between Rio and th- these two twins that from Clanad? It's basically identical to um, Kagami and Tsukasa from Lucky Star. Ah. Like, they're pretty much those two twins, but just in a different genre. Like, one of them is more, like, you know innocent and more like you know soft-spoken one of them is more cindery more tomboyish in personality one has short hair one has long hair it's 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 almost the exact same sort of dynamic between the two and and both twins have purple hair so there you go yeah so and of course we're, we're, we're talking about mm-hmm. cute but um there yep. was also hansel mm-hmm. and gretel from black lagoon mm-hmm. hansel and gretel black lagoon yeah the boy that dressed like a girl and the girl that dressed like a boy. Uh, here we go. Got a picture here. Okay, I've never seen Black Lagoon personally, but uh, yeah, I suppose in terms of cuteness, maybe not so much, but they look interesting enough in terms of design. So the girl there is actually a guy. Yes, the girl dresses up as a guy and the guy dresses up as a girl, but they also swap back and forth. So like they'll oh. take the long-haired wig and p- take it off and just put it on the other one sometimes. And then they just exchange mm-hmm. clothes because they both have the same body type. Right. Okay. But in hmm. in the end of that one, they both end up dying. Spoilers. But um, oh. yeah, and it's kind of sad the way it goes and happens too. But the uh, yeah. the boy ends up surviving and almost escaping, um, but he dressed up as a girl. Ah, right. Okay. Hmm. Uh, there's huh. also like uh, Yuko and Hideyoshi from Bakuto Test. Oh yeah, I actually am surprised he didn't make the list actually over some of these. That's true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, especially with how many like Christmas photos you know like I showed you earlier on about people celebrating Christmas by themselves like Otaku in Japan with like photos mm-hmm. of anime girls. Like what a lot of them, well not a lot of them, but a few of them had Hideyoshi as their uh, oh of course as their shrine. So I'm surprised that didn't make the list actually if, if that's the case in terms of twins. Because, yeah, actually, you're right. Those, those two are twins. Although, to be fair, the actual, like, the female twin doesn't get nearly as much attention as the guy does, as he or she does. So oh, yeah, he gets why. a boatload of, of stuff. Um, yeah. If we want to go really old, yeah. we could even go all the way back to Chobits, my friend, with she and Freya. Oh, that's right. Yep, yep, that's also a true thing. Yep, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Again, she, she gets... Like, obviously, a lot of screen time. Freya, not so much. But, uh, well, you know, she well, and I mean, Freya yeah, she... are, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's That's it's right. just that they're, if I remember correctly, Chi and Freya are the same 
are in the oh, same. No, no. Yeah, they're the same uh, body, right? Right, but in the same body, but they're two different someone, personalities. Well, she was also somebody else, and originally as well, they were sisters. And she wasn't originally called she; she was somebody else. She was Freya's younger sister that was invented to give her company. But right. then, when like Freya was dying of love sickness or whatever it is, um, she transferred her personality into her own. So then they had the same body. Oh, and uh, Chi, uh, real's na- real name is Elda. That's the one, Elda. That's the one. Even though she's called Elda, she's actually the younger sister of the two. <laughs> yeah. So, there's that. Yeah, I su- I'm surprised. I didn't make the list actually, but then yeah, because they have some old shows here, so yeah, different tastes. I- I'm surprised like a Fist of the North Star twins made it into the top ten cutest list, despite, um, despite how gritty that show is, you know, or that series is. But, and if we want to go with, that, so. like, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll this I'll leave this out like the last one. But if we want to yeah. talk about like actual twin twins, um, yeah, born at you know born at the same time, look the same, then uh, it's not a very popular anime. But Nya Koi had Akiri Nyakoi. and uh, uh, Kotone, and they have a. They have the intro to it where they kind of like one of them's described as the white cat and the other one's the black cat. And they have a very oddly sensual oh. introduction uh, in the in like the opening uh, uh, scene for the anime, like every time it starts up. Right. OK. Mm-hmm. Like I, I got I... a gif of it and I sometimes I'll just watch it and be like the animation is astoundingly beautiful it's also mm-hmm. you, like you keep watching expecting something different happen it never does <laughs> Not, nothing at all. like I've seen these designs before but I've never actually seen or really heard of the show but I've just seen the character designs here right so they're twins interesting yeah I think if I remember correctly Naokoi was about a dude who accidentally breaks mm-hmm. a shrine to a cat so he becomes uh-huh. cursed by the cat god and uh-huh. I bel- I don't remember exactly what happens. I don't think he gets turned into a cat, but I think, um, God, I can't remember. But in any case, these are like his uh, twin childhood friends, if I remember correctly. Um, uh-huh. And the archetypes for them are even more, are as different as you can get because the one... Kind of yawn, and the other very sundere. Right. Oh, yandere even. Right. Okay. Yeah, a very on the verge. I wouldn't say she's full force yawn. I wouldn't even say she's like tiptoeing on that like red line and about to cross into yawn territory. But she's definitely a loose cannon. Oh, interesting. Right. Okay. Hmm. I can see the designs here. Yeah, you can tell. You can tell immediately from the expression which one's the Cinderay, though, of the two. <laughs> <laughs> can you <Right>. though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It that's could be the Yans, the one that's just like I'm so sweet, and you know, the Sundaray is the one that's like, humph. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the eyebrows are is what gives it away the most. I think. You know. Oh yeah. When the eyebrows are yeah, the raised eyebrows definitely not so soon. Oh, that's the dairy part, and then the. Mm, looking like she's like suspected or always on defensive mode, then that's the that's the sin. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. There's my uh, there's my 
bit of news there for this week. Top 10 twins. Okay. Well, um, chiming in with the more 10 lists, I suppose, for today, which is going to be a running theme, we have uh, Annie, Annie Core, one of Japan's more popular publications for... Um, I suppose anime-related news and stuff like that has released its top 10. Actually, just anime in general of 2017, so I thought it'd be fitting to read it towards the end of this year. Um, starting with number 10, Hibike Euphonium Todoketai Melody, which you've informed me is actually a movie, so there'll be some movies in this list. Um, never watched Hibike Euphonium, despite my fan my fandomness towards uh, Kyoto Animation, but, uh, you know... It made the list, number 10. Right, uh, is that number, that's number 9. Wait, what? Number number 10 CBK, number 9's No Game, No Life. Wait, are we, are we thinking, wait, one second. Oh, crap. Oh. Right, I've got, you've got a mismatched. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally, sorry, I've, I've got a mismatched. Sorry, number 10 is No Game, No Life, sorry. <laughs> just, just swap the two around. Number 10 is No Game, No Life, uh, number, number 10 is No Game, No Life Zero, which, is that also a movie? You told me that is a movie. Yes, that's a uh, right. It's not a great. Um, basically, all this one is that it takes place before the two main characters showed up in the world uh, later on, right. and it kind of talks about the whole war with the gods trying to like fight and create, um, you know, fight and decide who's the best of them all, and these two kind of show up, and um, I think they kind of put a. Uh, Along with the other god who shows up um, and kind of saves the day, that he kind of, uh, they kind of, they make the games. I think that's what happens. Ah, right, okay. Well, I've uh, watched a bit of No Game, No Life. Uh, I thought it was okay so far, but I haven't gotten anywhere near finishing it. Uh, oh god, you, you have... The best episode of No Game No Life. I don't know if you've come across it yet, but the one where yeah. uh, has Sora like uh, disappeared yet? Sora has not disappeared yet. No, I'm, I'm still okay. in early times. God, when you watch, um, when you reach a point where like Sora is like talking to his sister and yeah. he starts like disappearing, don't skip the ending credits. My God, oh. it will give you chills what they do. Oh, really? Okay, right. Yeah. They actually, yeah. they mess with the ending credits because of his disappearance. And it's like, it's so sad. And like, even right now, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. It's just oh. like, wow. Hmm. Okay, I've got a lot to look forward to then. In terms of, I'm more excited than ever then to get back into that show then. Because I've, I've heard a lot of things. It's a very popular show. Um, so... Hopefully, I, I don't. I, I was trying to wait for it to die down because you know you don't want to get too lost in like the hype. But you know, at the same time, it must be there for a reason. So yeah, looking mm-hmm. forward to checking out more of that. So yep, number eight is Yujo Senki, or like you know that Tanya the Evil, which I've only watched one two episodes of actually. Uh, I don't know if you've watched any of it at all, but evil Nazi Japanese salaryman girl. Um, uh no, I have not. It's uh it's an entertaining one. I haven't watched all of it yet, but it was entertaining is all I can say. Um very 
yeah, it's just very weird. I don't know what to think of it just yet, but it was surprisingly popular last year, so... The only, it's only downfall being that it came out in the same season as Kimono Friends, but, you know, <laughs> that, that often overshadowed it. Number seven is Fate Stay Night, Heaven's Feel, which you've also told me is another movie. I don't keep up with these. Um, still don't know anything about Fate Stay Night, so I have nothing to say, to say about that ranking at all. It's a very popular series, so that's why it's there, I guess. Korosuba Season 2 is number six. Which you've done a review for. Um, Indeed. Has a comfortable position here. Number six here. So other people liked it too. Number five. Sanai Heroin no Soda Tekata Flat. Or How to Raise a Boring Girlfriend Flat. Is number five. Which um, I haven't watched it either. But. Uh, I did a review for that I one guess. too. Oh did you? I, I don't think I've seen the review for that. Or listened to that one. I- don't know if I've gotten to it yet. Oh, right. So you've reviewed season one, but not season two yet. No, season two. Flat. Yep. Oh, you. All oh, right. Okay. Okay. Sure. Five. Mm-hmm. So seems quite popular anyway. So there's number five. And number four is Kobayashi Sanchino Made Dragon, another Kyoto Animation uh, series this time. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's uh, it's uh, maybe you'll hear a bit more from it later on. <laughs> and number three is Sukiga Kire, which was another uh, I believe it's a romantic show. Don't know really that much about it. I was just, I was interested in checking it out sometime, but don't really know that much about it. Um, so that's made it number three. Maybe it's more worth even more watching now that it's made number three. Number two, Made in the Best, uh, very popular show this year. So again, the hype is real, I suppose. Uh, still want to check that out. And at number one, uh, especially since we're including films, this might not surprise you if we include films, is Sword Art Online Ordinal Scale. Yep, the SAO popularity bandwagon's still going on. Um, I don't know what oh, where, where they find it, where, it, where it's coming from, but what was that? It's in, uh, it's in Asuna's skirt. <laughs> is that where the popularity comes from? Asuna's skirt? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And also mm. in her uh, in her in her shirt somewhere. It's also in, in her a, bath in her, scenes. A, yeah, bath scenes. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say in those ten thousand yen or whatever it was costing film reels. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's Asuna. It's weird because like it tries to it tries to push the fact that there's other girls as well, like with uh, Silica and Lisbeth and like his sister, I suppose. Are also in there, but like Asuna seems like undisputably just like super popular, just as a heroine character in general, comparatively with the rest. So, um, even this yeah, top yeah. ten list I'm looking at, she she makes the posters and stuff, you know. So, yeah, they knocked out of the part again in terms of 2017, and that that brings me to the end of my news, I suppose. All right. Well yeah. then, uh, we have. Are not reviews, but we have uh, we have a little bit of a top ten ourselves. Indeed. <sighs> yes, we're actually going to be going of our top ten anime of 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, because technically, it's uh. It's 2018 tomorrow. 
So uh, this is a great time to say what we thought were the top 10 anime according to us. And of course, each of our different or our animes will be completely different from one another. Um, Uh uh And I see no time like the present to start. So I'll kick things Mm -hmm. off with my number 10, which is Rokudanashi Majutsu Koshito Akishik Records. Ah, well, yesterday, well, the one last week, I was going to say yesterday, last week's review. Interesting. Yep. Okay. That so gets number 10. It, just because it was a very average anime that was brought down and hampered just slightly, ever so slightly, by the characters and the drama mm. and the way they went about doing certain things. Like, when... When our Glenn disappears and he's alluded to having never returned, it was, you know, it created the suspense that I was finally looking for. But then Sistine is like, oh, by the way, never mind, or um, not Sistine, uh, Rumia, Rumia the Ruiner, she just muddles it all up by saying, oh, yeah, he was just preparing a counterattack. Lol. Is like, uh, he hasn't even showed up yet. Why did you w- waste that? Why did you bother telling us that? That that took all the punch out of the punch. Right. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it would when have been shows up, the list that I assume. Yeah, when he shows up at the wedding and it's like, oh, I'm stopping this now. It's like, yeah, I kind of, I, I saw this coming. I mean, I knew I saw it coming before anyways, but still, it's like, what? 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 <laughs> why did you do that, Rumia? Why did Double they do telegraph. that to this? Mm. I don't know why. I'm not sure. Mm. That does sound like a really weird choice to have. Maybe they didn't have enough screen, like they didn't have enough um, animation to fill up the time, so they thought, let's put something in there to fill up the time. I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, but yeah, that's my number no. 10. Okay. Uh, my number 10 is Demi Chan wa Katar Tai, or Interview with Monster Girls. It's a. Uh, a1 Pictures piece. Um, it's thoroughly enjoyable. I was expecting it to be just like a normal standard, like, oh, there's a guy and a bunch of weird girls. And I, was, I thought it was going to be like something like, you know, your monster musumes where, you know, a bunch of, you know, monster girls like a guy or something like that. But it really actually went about it in a very different fashion that was kind of refreshing. And instead, it went in a very like methodical of like, what if these girls had these sort of like ailments of like a vampire or like an ice girl or like a or, or a Dullahan, which is very interesting choices of monsters to choose from as well and like put them into our world and how would they coexist so like a lot of thought was put into their world about how they would manage to coexist with human society and I really appreciated that attention to detail and um, also the use of like this like oh you know like how would a succubus work as a teacher you know what other things she has to do and allowances in order to like be able to function as like a, a succubus in human society and the Sony Vio sponsorship that happens in most animes, but was also very prevalent in every ending credit sequence, which I uh, I appreciate. I really want to buy a Sony Vio because of it. So good job on that. So that makes that number ten in my list. Um, yeah. Moving on. All right. Then coming in at number nine for me is Kyokai no Rene season three. Ah, yeah. Which season three. 
is by far the worst season of Kyokai no Rene. I just didn't think it was nearly as good as the first two. It's definitely fallen a couple notches from its original ranking, which it would have ranked a lot higher if we're talking about the first or the second season. But not with this season, not at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just... It was a letdown. The, oh. it, Rumiko Takahashi... The work kind of like fit it withered away like a flower bush that wasn't receiving a lot of, you know, wasn't being taken care of. You know, it, right. This is the work of a mangaka who got me into anime in the first place, manga even. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, well, I just don't think she really. The way she does character relationships, it's not suited for this day and age. Mm, things have changed quite a lot since back in. Back in the days of Ranma one half, you know? Yeah, I mean, yes. it's great nostalgia factor seeing these character designs. It's like, ah, oh, you know, she looks like that. Oh, and, and like the eyes and on oh, the hair and on oh, in like the styles. And oh, it's got, you know, like the Haposias characters and stuff. And oh, it's cool. But it's also got this like Kagame Inuyasha, Kagame Inuyasha, Kagame. It's that kind of thing to it. And it's yeah, just like, yeah. my God. You feel tired yeah, I had of enough it of before that. you've even started seeing how it's going to develop, you know? You've seen yeah, it before, well, I, I mean, the second season, the end of that one kind of got me into, or it kind of got me into that mindset that like, oh no, they're going to ruin it. And uh, they kind of did with this season. Hmm. That's a shame, but yeah. What can you do? Yep. Right. Um, I guess number nine for me is an anime called Sagrada Reset, which was, I think, previewed by Rio in the past. Um, it's a weird anime in which, like, it takes place in a weird town in which, like, you know, you ever seen JoJo? Where, like, they have stands that do different things and different abilities? Well, well this show, like, has, like, the most random sort of like sometimes useful, sometimes not useful stand abilities, and they're all just put into a town and they make it to kind of a detective sort of drama thing. But it's very like it's very it was it will appear boring to some people, but it's got a lot of depth to it, I will say. Like the way the story goes, there's a lot of dialogue. You have to really be paying attention all the way through to understand what's going on. Um but I think it's kind of interesting. The the relationships are kind of interesting and the characters are interesting. But there's not enough there visually and enough, like, action or, like, well, just anything to kind of keep your attention beyond being number ninth place on my, uh, in my slot at the moment. So that's why it's there. So, yeah, we can move on to number eight, I guess. Okay. What was that one? Sagrada Reset. Oh, Reset, right. Sagrada. Sagrada, yeah. All right. guy, Guy has photographic memory. Girl can reset time. But she can't remember stuff, but he can always remember stuff because he's got that photographic memory as his ability. So they work together to solve all sorts of mysteries because he can remember stuff and she can reset time once. Once per thing. And she has to, It's like an RPG. She can save and then she has to reset to that save, but she can only do it once per save. So. Uh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my number, this one, 
My number, what are we up to? Number eight? Eight, eight, yep. Yeah, number eight. eight. My number eight, Clockwork Planet. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So, yeah, this, uh, this anime kind of came out of left field. I really didn't think it'd be as nearly as enjoyable as I thought it was going to be, given, like, the animation style. But then mm-hmm. it kind of was like, oh, here's a male character who doesn't really care about this other blonde lolly who shows up. He has his sights set on one female character that is, like, who he wants to put it in her mechanical gears. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the character also is very level-headed and mature, and she's like, she even is like, oh, yeah, you want to get married to me? Sure. Okay. I mean, you're the yeah. one who turned me on, and no one else could do that, so that kind of makes you extremely special. So, yeah, I'll definitely marry you. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, thank God for that. Finally, a relationship that was solved in, like, the first two episodes of the anime. Mm-hmm. So you feel that really kind of carries the show? Yeah, because you and don't need to worry about that. It's not like you continue, like, oh, no. Because then it's kind of like they have their, they almost have their lover squabbles. Where she starts mm-hmm. to get jealous, or uh, Ryuzu it was her name. She starts Ryuzu, to get yeah. jealous mm-hmm. of Nato's um, affection towards the uh, uh, towards Anchor, who shows up. Uh, yeah, Anchor. Yeah, that's her little sister. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the little sister character. But then it's like, oh no, it, they're gonna be like Anchor. Even is like Papa, but of course she calls. Um, she calls uh, Marie uh, the as Mama, which I was like, that? Oh, uh, yeah, that's I, a bit. No, oh yeah. Well, I, with, I well, with what care. happens in the manga, that kind of makes sense ish. With what is inferred in the manga, anyway. Uh, don't want to give too much away. I suppose we'll save that for the when we do the review. But yeah, I, I kind of makes sense that she says that. But uh. I'm just happy that. Um, that Nato and Rizu just kind of shacked up together almost at the media at the beginning of it, and it kind of just continues on throughout the anime. Hmm. Okay. Right. Interesting. Heck. Uh, for number eight, I have one that I reviewed already called Recreators, one about light novels, which I did. I have to mention, I did fuck up in my review. I said that it was based on a live novel. It's actually not based on anything. It's actually anime original, but because it's 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 better written than most light novels anyway. And um, no, honestly, this fucking anime is better than most light novel adaptations, even though it's about light novels. And what's really good is that, you know, the story isn't the most original thing. It's just like Last Action Hero, like I said, just like fictional characters coming into our world. They're all the different anime stereotypes. You know, you've got the Edgelord character from Durara. You've got like the Shonen Jump character there. But the thing is, is that the budget is so high. And like, what's interesting is the people from our world are the most boring characters. They're the ones that are more stereotypical. The worlds from the people from the fictional worlds, like I thought the red haired girl was gonna be a Cinderella character who was gonna be like really boring. But she's actually kind of they're they're more real and they adapt to our world better than most of the real characters do. So like when I was watching it constantly I was like, wow, this is better than it had any business of actually being. So for that reason it deserves a number eight slot in my in my listing. So yeah. Can we oh yeah, this had 
that had mm-hmm. this was the one that had that chick with really long white hair and the very interesting hat. Yes, yeah, she's like the main antagonist of the story, and like you know, really, she, yeah, oh, you, yeah, she's the main antagonist. Uh, she's causing all the the light novel things to happen where the characters come out of the books and stuff. But like you don't know why, and nobody knows what what source material she's from. Whether she's from a game, or whether she's from a light novel, or an anime, or something, they don't know. She's like a mysterious character that they don't know from. And then you have to watch it to kind of find out where she where her origins is. And it's kind of tied to our sad ta- our sad sack character Sota, you know, the main guy that I think is shit. Um, you know, if only I he do remember wasn't you there. saying he was shit. I do remember that. Specifically. Yeah, he is like yeah, like honestly, like this this fucking I could make a list of like top. It's amazing how many anime I watched this year that had very weak main male protagonists for some reason, like, that were just real wusses, and Sota's up there, because of, like, I mean, like, I was talking with Midnight Crew, like, one of our one of our uh, listeners on, on the comments about that, and it's like, he keeps, like, blaming himself for everything that happens, even though, like, I'm saying, he's not even that important enough to blame himself for what happened, and I think that he's one of those kind of pathetic sort of characters where it's like, he does it so that he feels important, you know? Where it's like, I'm going to take responsibility from this because that's all he has, you know? And, it, yeah, God, the story would be so much better without him. He's just kind of there by, like, obligation because, like, you need this character apparently to relate to, even though, like, I don't think anybody should relate to Sota, to be honest. He's he's a, <laughs> he's a useless guy. I mean, like, he he's supposed to be, like, a light novel author slash illustrator, but he does, he neither writes anything good nor draws anything good throughout the whole show. And, and yet the show has, like, writers and illustrators in the show that are actually good. And they're like, oh, yeah, you can come into our group, Sota, even though he hasn't produced any good work over his... Well, I suppose he's a high school student, but why is he even there then? Yes. Ah, oh, God. <laughs> anyway. And, and then they try to hint at a romance between him and Meteora, and by the way, she's way out of his league. <laughs> Just gonna say. I like, also remember th- you saying that. <laughs> yeah. There's, like, a main girl, like, well, not main girl, but the main girl probably would be the red-haired, but, like, Meteora's, like, the other girl who's come from, like, a, she's an NPC from an RPG, and, like, she's, like, way, like, she's she's very kind, and she's very knowledgeable and stuff. She's basically everything he isn't, you know? He's selfish, and he's dumb. So, like, I guess they complete each other, but, like, they try to hint at the end that, like, maybe they end up together, but, like, no. Meteora's way better than him, so, like, he should just... <laughs> He should just go off somewhere else. I don't know. I don't want to say kill himself, but just 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 get good, get good at life. So yeah, get there's that. Good <laughs> at life. Get good. All right. Yep. Well, then we're up to number seven, and my yep. number seven is Boso Shoujo Machiavellianism. Woo! That's the one we're gonna be reviewing, right? So. Yeah, we'll be doing our joint review next episode, nice. possibly. Okay. So what made you rate this one at number seven? So number seven, it's because this guy, our main protagonist, Nomura, he's very competent. Yeah. Yeah. On top Mm of everything, you know, he has been, even though he's competent, he's a, a good fighter, he doesn't hold any bars back against fighting against women, he doesn't, you know, be like, oh no, I can't, you know, I can't face him on because it's a girl or something like that. Yeah. He also like the girls will, <laughs> the girls will also talk about uh, how he has a very large package. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's something it's that, that multiple uh, times. Mm-hmm. Multiple girls within the anime get face to face time with. Because <laughs> he'll mm-hmm. just be like, in, he's like in the hot springs or something, and so all of a sudden the girl comes to attack him, and it's like, oh, you're staring right at my crotch. Hope you like that dong. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and even, he manages even to knock like, out at least two people with that, by the way. He knocks out two yeah, people. Yeah, like the. The, the green haired girl. Yeah. Who, you know, yeah. with like the crazy, like, I'm going to kill you, you know, suicide, you know, very homicidal tendency to her. It's like she saw his wiener and he, she was like, but put put that away. Stop it. Cut it out. <laughs> That's cheating. She's yeah. Like, what, what's wrong, huh? You, you, and she's like, stop. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that you're freaking out. She was doing a the, similar the thing to him, chick. to be fair. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the protagonist is kind of the, the kind of thing that makes it as high rated. Definitely. Like, he, yeah. he's mu- very much, like, he doesn't, like, get... He doesn't ever, like, try to, you know, backpedal on stuff. He pushes forward through everything. He... He uses all the stuff he can find to his advantage... Um, mm-hmm. I think at one point he even just used like a a manga or something yep. like that that he had Twice. in his. He uh, does that. Yeah. Yeah, to stop a sword. Mm-hmm. And he's like, nah, I got a manga here. Ha ha. <laughs> Trying yeah, to stab monthly, through it, but it didn't monthly work. Cough, a monthly issue is good enough to block your sword. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, hey, it's also like when the girls are like, oh, you think I'm cute? And he's like, yeah, you're really cute. He doesn't be mm-hmm. like, oh, um, I, I never said that. Rah, rah, rah. No, he's just yeah, like, he's... yeah, you're cute. Like he takes, uh, he takes Onigawa's mask off and is like, you're better with this off. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I will give him that. It's better. It's, it's better than something like from you know, like what was it, Hajimete no Gyaru, one where the main guy is just like a complete pushover, and you just wonder why would anybody be interested in this guy. Let alone a harem of girls, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there's my number seven. Okay, number seven might be a controversial pick, but, you know, because you said they make it less. Number seven for me is Aho Girl. Oh, um, God. Yep. Yeah. And 11-minute anime. Uh, each episode's like 11 minutes. I just really found it quite funny. I, I, see, I see me. Like, I guess because this is 11 minutes long, they also managed to make the animation fairly decent. But, like, I loved how they had different takes on the humor revolving just around the simple concept of her being dumb. And, um, you know, whether I was watching a skit of, like, oh, there's the kids that are telling her, hey, you know, you should go study. Like, we, you, you're you making us look bad and, and we're kids, you know, like, or whether it was, like, the, the delinquent guy or whether it was with, like, the different other characters. It felt like no matter what, who was in the different skits, it was always kind of funny to me. So, yeah, I really liked it. I mean, like, it wasn't the best humor I've ever seen. I don't think it's, like, Nichijou level, which I really love Nichijou, by the way, but, like, it had moments, like, each episode that at least like, made me chuckle at the very least, and sometimes it made me kind of outright laugh, so... For that reason, I put Aho Girl as number seven, and at the very least, it was 11 minute long each episode, so that's also a thing. So, yeah. Okay. Yep. Aho Girl. Didn't even make my <laughs> list. 
<laughs> no, it didn't. This is why I thought, oh, controversial pick here. Yeah. Well, coming in at my number six is Osake wa Fufu ni Natakara. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, this is another short anime, kind of like Aho Girl, but not at all like Aho Girl. It's actually <laughs> funny. Yeah. <laughs> and it's oh. super fucking adorable. It is so <clears throat> damn cute. The couple's relationship in this anime is so idealistic. Like, I really just want those types of relationships to actually exist. Like, uh-huh. oh, just like the fact that, like, her husband is a bartender and she's, she's a really, she is, uh, Chisato is a really big lush. Like, there is no way she's not an alcoholic. Um, and she comes home and her husband's like, got you something to drink, made you something good. And she'll just like sip it. And she undoes her hair, takes her glasses off. And she's just like, Shihaka. and it's just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I and, didn't check this one out yet, but it does look quite good. Mm-hmm. Apparently she's a type of dere known as a yoi dere or drunken dere. So when <gasps> they get drunk, they get cute. I did not because normally that, she she has a very strict um, you know company professional uh, demeanor about her very businesswoman yeah but she gets home drinks a cocktail and says her catchphrase shifuku and just <laughs> sometimes she'll do it a little differently like at one point uh, her husband sorta um, he tricked her for April Fools and yeah. she she did the drink after uh after he had tricked her and she did like uh i forget what she says it's something a little different than shifuku but it's uh translated as frustratingly good and ah. she like she made the like the, you know the puffy face like mm. mm-hmm. like it's good but i still don't forgive you for tricking me like that ah <clears throat> or, i mean i suppose oh. i could intersect though like this this type of dairy i mean like because you, you can get a sundere or any other dairy to like have this thing where when they get drunk they become a different personality sort of thing. So I guess it could intersect a bit because I, f- I think I've seen that in multiple anime, even like something like Clanad, where like a character gets drunk and then they act like a completely different person. You know, I like the mother. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it was the mother in Clanad. At least I think it was. Uh, yeah, I remember was that. Well, it's uh, it was mm-hmm. the daughter and the mother started oh. drinking as well. But then ah. the mother's like, oh, you don't like me? And he's like, no, no, I didn't say that. No, it's... And, it, uh-huh. <laughs> and no, the husband's like, all right, stop teasing the guy. And she's like, what do you mean? Uh, yeah. I wasn't teasing. And he's like, wait, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Stop. <laughs> are you saying you're hitting on the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some racy shit. <laughs> I see. Oh, yeah. Good shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so yeah, that, uh, that is my number six. My number six is or my number. Oh, what was that? Yeah. Sorry, did you say something? Yeah, my number six. Sorry. Oh, I thought I guess it was a Skype thing. Uh, my number six is Yoake Tsuheru la no Lu no Uta or Lu over the wall. I believe is how it's advertised here in the UK. Uh, it's a it's a short. Oh no, it's so short. It's an anime film. Uh, so it's one of my films that makes the list, and it's animated entirely in Flash uh, by a studio that did the Tatami Galaxy, 
And it's a very interesting, if you've seen Ponyo, and unlike my Kyoto Kyo Fish Attack review, which was kind of a joke, this thing's actually kind of like Ponyo. It's like about a mermaid girl who ends up like joining a band and like wants to be on the land. And like, it's very funny. And it has a lot of like, it's very lighthearted. It's about them wanting to play music on land. And it's a, it's very unique. It's a very unique anime, anime film. I'm hoping to talk more about it, hopefully in review form later on. But yeah, that makes my number six. Uh, what about you? For number five, I guess. That, number uh-huh. five, all right. Moving straight along. Konosuba season two. Ah, right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a successful sequel to our, uh, well, somewhat successful sequel to our first season of Konosuba. Season two just, well, it had more jokes, it had more, it had more darkness, it had, or Miss La Latina. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It had more uh, Aqua, who is, uh, got that that ass, uh, I gotta say, because she's... (laughs) She's got a butt on her. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. It had more Megumin. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yep. it, of course, it had more Kazuma. And it was just more. And it it was funny. It was good. And it at one point, it just, it, like, that part where Kazuma just kind of, like, stops and starts working on Darkness's breastplate that got damaged yeah. and then yeah. like all like you know megumin and even the the black cat that follows megumin around like they're all just watching him work on the breastplate kind of like in awe that you know and it kind of like made me think that too it kind of like gave me that feeling of like watching people like work and do um do a job that they're actually pretty competent at and just watching yeah. them do the kinds of things that and it kind of just made me that like warm and fuzzy feeling like I I remember those times when I was a kid and I'd I'd watch like a cider press work and just like like looking at every single angle of it like how is it doing that like what's going on over there <laughs> Yeah and it it you know it, that's like how this redeemed itself from being less than well I mean it still was kind of less than the first season but it that's how it made it to appear mm-hmm. at uh, number five. Yeah, so it's still an acceptable sequel, I suppose. It's a good way to put it. Yes, and it was still very yeah. funny. Lots of comedy yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, at my number five, I have Juni Tyson or uh, Zodiac Wars, which, apart from like one episode, which I think was pretty bad, actually, which I'll, I guess I'll get into when I cover it later, it was a show that's, you know, it's very stereotypical, pretty cliche, it's based on a life novel. It's the one I previewed. It's like different Zodiac animals, 12 of them, all doing a battle royale in a a town. They all represent one of each animal. And of course, Chicken is still best girl of them all um, because she has a break. And I'm sad to say she does leave the tournament earlier than I would have hoped. But, you know, her backstory is nice. Um, Well, she she ends up running into someone who she had no chance of winning against. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like this this person that she loses to is... um, yeah, he's a he's a behemoth. Like nobody could really beat him fairly in most most cases. So 
Uh, she gets accepted by losing, but I wish she didn't lose so soon in the tournament. But uh, yeah, this doesn't mean that's like the last you see of her for the whole show, because you know there's flashbacks and stuff. But uh, yeah, uh, anyway, it's a show that's kind of like it's very standard, very by the books. You know, like oh, let's just see a difficult battle. We will see a flashback. We'll see a fight. We'll see a flashback. We'll see a fight each episode. We'll learn about a character, and then we'll see them fight. That's the sort of thing. Then someone dies, and in fact, people die very often. But um, <laughs> in fact, people die very often. But at the same time. Um, the show has a surprisingly well done budget, the opening is fucking catchy and very well animated, and the show in general is just very well presented, um, there's nothing super original about it, but again, it's just so, it's a concept that's done before, but done so well, and I mean, it's like, it's similar to like how, you know, we're used to an anime where like, they do that, oh, it takes place in high school, because all anime basically takes place in high school, but like, this is like a one where it does that kind of cliche where it's like a scenario that's been done to death, but it does it just so well. Kind of like how I think about when it's something like a, like a Persona game where it's like, yeah, you're in high school, but there's a good reason as to why it's in high school. It's not like Yu-Gi-Oh! where everybody's in high school in Yu-Gi-Oh! but there's no reason for them to be in high school because they just play card games, so they're, they're just there by necessity. They, we don't see a class, there's no fucking point in that, but you know. This one, this one does, it went above, above and beyond its source material because of the good work of the studio, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to talk about the show a bit later on, I guess, as the year kicks off, so. Yeah, and number five goes to Junie Tyson. Your number four, I guess, moving on. My number four is uh, Imoto Sai Irabe Lee. Oh, is that one finished yet? Is that actually finished? Uh, sure. Yes, it is over. Okay. Uh, hold on right. a second. Okay. Yes, it is all done. Finished airing okay. on Christmas Day, actually. Um, okay. And I got to say, this one surprised me with, like, it makes things, like... It made me want to play Dungeons and Dragons. Like after that episode where they had their own little Dungeons and Dragons thing, I actually went and made a Dungeons and Dragons character. <laughs> oh wow! So I was like, you- I, yeah, I even I went I found a sheet. Like I guess like there's this like online website that has like the original sheets and it has all the updated rules for Dungeons and Dragons and it it was like you got to pick this many flaws you have to pick this many things or it's recommended you do this so I did all the recommended stuff um, and I ended up making my own character who's aptly named Joseph just Joseph uh-huh. no no other <laughs> no no other thing I just basically inserted. <laughs> itself into the damn mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons uh-huh. um, with some better powers of course of course <laughs> if yeah. you just put me in a dungeon I might not do so well I, th- I think I'd come across the first slime and I'd be digested very quickly <laughs> ah yeah <laughs> okay uh-huh. uh but the anime is like it doesn't focus too much on the darkness to it because there is a darkness to, uh, to uh, you know Nya, uh, Nya, who's the uh, our eighteen-year-old genius novelist chick who is the queen of dirty or the princess of dirty jokes. Like at any point she can, she will talk about how she wants to do things with. Uh, our main protagonist, uh, Isuki. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, like she's yeah. just like now. If only you could have your dick for dessert, or like, or she's just like you can. You know, like at one point he agrees with her uh, about something uh, when they're playing a game, and she's just like you can do whatever you want to me. Just you know, just take me now. Like I can't believe you are. You're such. You're so perfect. Please, just please. And it's just like and, you know, of course he's very level-headed about it, even though he's old enough that he can drink and yeah, he, you know he's twenty years old. Yeah, he is 20 years old. I guess it's a kind of something wrong with your mic there, buddy. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. There's a bit, oh, there's a bit of a blip in the connection, actually. It wasn't really the mic, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Sorry about that. Sounds like yep, you're very you close to the mic all of a sudden. Um. Anyways, so yeah, it's it, their dynamic between those two really like brought it home for me. And... Uh-huh. Then, of course, there's Miyako um, and uh, Hotaru. And Miyako is kind of like that other girl that uh, Itsuki also uh, attracted. And uh-huh. uh, she doesn't actually end up winning. Huh. You know, even though she wants to. And Haruto kind of, like, he wants to go after... Uh, Miyako and of course Itsuki is like yeah yeah definitely do it but Itsuki is deaf really to Miyako's attention like he doesn't see mm. that longing in her eye like Haruto did so it, yeah it's just great and of course all this entire time Itsuki who wants a little sister has a little sister all along ah uh, right <laughs> dun 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 Okay. Yep. Uh, I guess you're gonna probably review that at some point, perhaps in the future, so we can get more. Yep. Indeed. On it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, uh, as my number four slot, agreeing with somebody who posted on the forums, my number four goes to Kobayashi Sanchi no Maid Dragon or Miss Kobayashi's Maid Dragon. Um, another Kyoto animation piece that I've thoroughly enjoyed. I think the characters in it are very charming the animation is charming and uh the story while simple is very engaging you know it's quite relaxing yet very i felt like i got a lot out of it i hope to perhaps cover the show more in, in more in detail in the future but overall i yeah i don't have many problems with this show it, it was very good i yeah <laughs> it did a, it had a very good sense of humor to it a very kind of different sense of humor than i'm used to seeing in anime as well it wasn't just simple slapstick stuff there was a lot of kind of like subtle sort of self-aware kind of like you know we're poking jabs and making fun of ourselves sort of humor that i kind of like to it that exists in the show i really appreciated so yeah number four for me goes to kobayashi's made dragon it was very good i'm actually reading the uh manga of that right oh now. yeah um, uh-huh. Yeah, because I'm pretty... I'm enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would, especially given the fact that the main cast of characters are all female. Uh, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do like the fact that the one male character is kind of like... Um, you know, he he, you know, he summoned... Quetzalcoatl? Uh, 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 is that how you pronounce it? Or Luca? Or Loka? Uh, Luca? Yeah, 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 Luca. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, yeah. he summoned mm-hmm. her, and, you know, he kind of thinks that she's a demon, 
And, yep. <laughs> and she just was like, like, just I'm not a demon. And like at one point, she even is like, well, if I give you my body, will you believe me? And like, you know, he gets all fr- flustered because obviously he has feelings for uh, her, but he's like, you really are a demon. He runs off and it's like, yeah, he's all embarrassed because he's oh, like a little kid, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But and she's uh, obviously <laughs> the, the most endowed dragon of them all as well. To of make course. It more awkward for the kids. Yeah. To make it more awkward for him. And undoubtedly, when he grows up and becomes a, a healthy young teenager, he's definitely going to start being like, all right, you're not a demon. Now show me those boobies. <laughs> In so many words, uh, yeah, I suppose that could happen. <laughs> yep. Uh, so He'll yeah, be a more, I, more eloquent about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perhaps, you know, a bit more dignified like a, like a great wizard should be, you know. But uh, yeah, that's my number four pick. What, uh, what about your number three? Number three is Shokugeki no Soma Season Ooh. 3. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kind of explanatory there. Yeah, uh, it's... Uh, I mean, I don't know if I really need to... Mm-hmm. go on to say why I gave it this, but, uh... Yeah, Season 3, it's... Didn't do as well as the second season. No. Um, and no. I definitely don't think it did as well as the first. No, yeah, I, I agree with that. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I believe the main issue with it was, I mean, in the first couple episodes, it's very obvious that Edna's voice actress is not the same. She's still like yeah. getting those vocal cords into the right, just the right, tuning it in, but she hasn't. Uh, she hasn't gotten it, and it's yeah. like, oh, uh, she just sounds like a normal high school girl tropey voice. Like, she doesn't sound at all like Edina, who had a very. And then later on, it kind of mellows out and blends in, but it's it's not the same. And, nope. and that fucking reveal <laughs> was so dumb. I can't uh, get over so... how bad they messed it up. So great. It's so great how bad it is. I mean, it's just like laughably bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know what you mean. Absolutely utter toss. <laughs> uh, yep. So yeah, that's why it's still super good. It's still about food. I love food. Who doesn't love food? We all have to love food because otherwise we'd die. Um, I love eating food and I love watching food. And damn, this anime makes good looking food. Yep, I agree Mm -hmm. on that front. Although I will say, I don't think it's as easy to replicate the dishes. Like they'll they'll still talk yeah. about the dishes and like oh I was able to mm-hmm. do this, but like the very first dis- dish that Soma makes, um, like that uh, the, the roast pork he made and from bacon or something, yeah, yeah, the pork wrapped in bacon. bacon, yeah, that was by far the easiest thing because he kind of listed off every single ingredient he uses, how long he cooked everything. And, I mean, there was a guy who even did it. He made the meal that Soma made, the dish, and Mm -hmm. it tasted pretty good, he said. And I want to make that dish, too, but it does, it's it's still, 
it's still I just I don't think I want to break the illusion because it looks better than how it would come out with me. It'd be like oh of course oh yeah. it's mm-hmm. pork wrapped in bacon. Yeah, and anime anime like you know presentation will always make it like seem like out of this world by comparison. So it'd break the fancy to some extent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I I liked it too. Uh, number three for me is another movie. Uh, Kuroko no Basket Last Game. So it's the ending, the actual canonical ending to Last Game. Instead of ending it off with like another season or in the ending it in the last season that came out, they decided to make a movie to do the epilogue chapter, and it was pretty fun. Um, I don't want to give too much away about what happens in it, but the whole the whole concept is about how um, you know, all the games so far have been taking place in Japan, and as we know, the best players and the the best players in the world all come from America. So in this game. In this game that takes place in the last game, American players come over and challenge the, um, you know, the Japanese cast, the best Japanese players, and uh, it's interesting to see, you know, Japan versus America and this and how they're portrayed. It's just uh, some good, clean fun. It's basically got everything I liked about the series compressed into like a a one hour and and a thirty minute segment with some really good like over the top animation and you know everything I like from a good shonen slash sports anime. Uh, really tightly packed together so um and including some of the really, really kind of like laugh out loud funny things that aren't, aren't supposed to be funny like the japanese characters speaking in english like trying to speak english a lot and like the pronunciation being terrible i love it like just every every aspect of that so for that reason it gets number three spot um hopefully i get to cover it now in, in a longer sort of segment later on but yeah for now that gets my number three spot as like a good anime of the year definitely good yeah if I remember choose. correctly, this was yeah. the anime mm-hmm. that got like a lot of people like like it was got it wasn't was it banned from certain conventions or something like that because of the uh people who were so vocal about it. I've never heard about that if that is the case. Um I don't think there's anything in particular well when I watched it, I don't think there's anything particularly controversial about it. Um but who knows? I mean, people can get up in arms about anything these days. But uh, I don't know. Um, I guess the Americans in the sh- in the in the film aren't shown in the most popular light. I mean, the most positive light. But you know, that's just it being because like, they're the they're the antagonists of the film, as it were. So I don't think it's. I don't know. I'm not sure. If it if it has hmm. been, I've never heard of this before. There was something about that back when. Okay. Uh... Um. Hmm. Uh, back when Rio and I were here. Uh, oh, okay. Right. Yep. So yeah. Anyways, number two. Yep. Uh, is Sunai Heroin no Soda uh, Soda Tecata Flat, uh-huh. which is the second season of uh, How to Raise a Boring Girlfriend. Yep. Mm-hmm. And this this takes my second place because of. Of Megumi Kato. My god. She was funny. She was interesting. She gave Tomiya one of the best death stares I've ever seen in an anime. Like, holy crap. I saw that death stare and even I was shrieking under it. I was like, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> she she is not happy with you. Especially coming from a character like her. Who's like so like blasé about everything. Mm-hmm. And like all of a sudden, you see her like actual pissed off face, her deadpan eyes looking at you like, 
you are nothing, a bug under her shoe. It's like that, that sent chills down my spine, boy. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. It, so there's really good yeah. moments in it. Yep. Oh, such good moments. Um... I do feel that Utaha, who was my favorite character from the first season, did kind of wane a bit um, with her Yonderday-ish vibe she gives off. So that's why she didn't become my favorite character of the second season as well. But she did steal Tomiya's first kiss, which was going to be going to Eridi until... uh, (laughs) Until they, you know, he until he kind of stopped. Uh, I believe he shows up at a tr- at a uh, train terminal to stop uh, Utaha and Eredi from leaving. And it's supposed to be this big emotional moment for Eredi and Tomiya because it's kind of like they're getting back together. Because Tomiya's like, I don't want you to leave. I want you to stay with me and work with me on this project. Please don't leave. Like, I know you want to grow as an author, and I'm willing to change as a director to help you reach that growth. And it was beautiful. And then Utaha is just like, mine, and just like jumps in front of Eddie and is like, smoochy, smoochy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Eddie's like, that, that's not fair. That's supposed to be mine. Give it back. <laughs> uh, okay. Sad. And Kinyo, uh, uh, Kiono uh, Yasuno, who does the voice work for Megumi, yeah. it's not easy playing a mood character type, but she nails the role. Good voice mm-hmm. acting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, great, great voice acting. This is one of my favorite, you know, harem trope animes where it's like, it's a harem technically but at the same time it's very obvious who he wants right okay mm-hmm. right yeah and the other okay. two girls are beginning to realize that like huh well his dream girl has shown up we're kind of getting forgotten about and mm-hmm. so they, they all kind of like band together like no 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 this isn't gonna happen ah, even his still- cousin mm-hmm. Who's does like the music work shows up at the end of the anime and the girls break the fourth wall like what are you talking about this is last episode you will get no screen time you will have no time with Tomia we got all of it <laughs> and she's like wait what ah uh, oh. <laughs> yeah so that is my number two okay uh, speaking along because I'm getting quite close to the. 12 o'clock countdown, which I need to finish this before then. Um, oh boy. We have uh, Osama Game <laughs> at number two, which is King's Game. Um, it is one of the worst anime I have ever seen, but it has brought so much joy and so much conversation out of it with me, two I watch anime with, um, just out of its existence. It does everything wrong. In an amazing way. And it's like, sometimes you get an anime that comes along that's just bad, you know, and like you, you laugh at the first episode. But then once you get past episode three, it's like, okay, I'm kind of bored of how bad it gets. But Osama Game is special in that it manages to top itself consistently of how worse it gets as it goes along. 
It fails in every regard, and it's a masterpiece because of it. I wouldn't be surprised if like they, somebody like told me that. Oh yeah, it was like self-aware comedy the whole time. Like it knew it was bad, and it was a parody. But I don't want to give the um, makers that much credit because of just how incompetent this piece is. <laughs> it's it's so great, like so great, and how shit it is. And the ending did not disappoint either. Just like honestly. Almost all the game makes it to number two just because of like it brought so much joy for twenty seventeen as like the best bad anime. I just had to have one of those in this list. And um yeah. Almost all the game wins it by a landslide. I think it pass surpasses many of the bad animes I've watched in the past. So yeah. Number two, Osama Game. Hmm. So bad yeah. it's good. So bad it's amazing. Yep. Well, that brings me to my number one, which is uh Sure Zure Children. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. The anime that properly nailed how to do romantic comedy. Just mm. all the characters in it are interesting and they have character tropes everywhere and types everywhere and they all are interacting with one another and, and the couples are here and there. And, of course, my favorite is uh, Masafumi and Ryoko. Just, you know, the the kind of... Uh, delinquent girl with the the straight laced the straight laced uh, student council president, and the student council president is the aggressor, and you know the delinquent who's like smoking and and she's like ha, huh? you know she does all that kind of stuff is getting pushed uh-huh. back and and he's like you know let's I'll do it for a kiss and she's like yeah sure and then you know he gets up close and she starts freaking out and then and they make out first episode yeah. mm-hmm. they make out. And it's some good Ooh, making out too. <laughs> oh, right. Okay, so they're quite graphic with it, with the animation and stuff. And just like the their interactions mm-hmm. later on with that, how like he's like, you know, I'm I'm acting like a horn dog around you all the time, but it's not because I think you're easy because you're delinquent. It's because I want you to understand this is how I feel anytime you're around me. Mm-hmm. I've never felt that way with anyone else. And just... Uh, they're like little fights they have are so realistic like him just like like she tries to like attack him with like bonk him with her fists and like he'll just grab her fists and like or like grab her wrists and just like hold him back behind her which kind of puts her in a bit of a exposed <laughs> position but it's just like it's uh it's so realistic it feels so charming and just like god i want to see them have kids i want to see what those kids look like <laughs> oh okay mm-hmm so it's a very well-realized relationship, romantic relationship, which you don't often get too much in anime. So, And there's a lot of them in this anime. There's a lot. In, that was just my favorite, but there's so many relationships in this where it's just like, and we're dating. And that's the yeah. first episode of the anime. All right, I'll see you next episode. <laughs> you're, you're already dating. You already ended. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's also kind of room for a sequel-ish. Oh, I wish there was. I don't know. I'm so happy with it being where it is, because if they do a second season, I don't know if they can do it again. I don't know if they can Uh, strike that magic ore. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Lightning striking the same place twice sort of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's a good, decent pick for number one. I haven't seen that one, but it's in my two-watch list, so hopefully I'll have the same sort of impression. Uh, Yeah. 
first off, before I go into my number one, I want to say that if my if your your anime did not make my list, it's probably because I haven't finished or watched it yet. Like something like uh, Made in the Best, haven't finished it. Uh, Hoseki no Kuni, it looks like really good. It probably would have made my list, but I haven't finished it yet. So just want to preface that beforehand. Uh, without further ado, my number one one is Night Is Short, Walk On Girl, which is a film by the same people who did Lou Over the Wall, which was my number six spot. Um, and um, it's an anime film. It's very stylistic. It's in the same style as an anime like Tatami Galaxy. And uh, it's very abstract, interesting piece about a guy. It's about a very long night. And if you've had like a night out on the town where you went drinking and stuff, um, it, it kind of is reminiscent of just the wonder you have on a very interesting night out. And that's, that's how I could describe this anime. It's about a girl who's very carefree, and wants to like just like relax and unwind for one night and go out drinking. And this guy who really wants this girl, and he goes through all these escapades to try and get closer to her, but she is so like ahead of herself and so ahead of everyone else that it's almost hard for him to pursue her properly. And he's always like caught up in everything that could possibly go wrong. And they have drastically different nights, and then at the very end they meet. Um, very very good anime film, basically is all I want to say. Very abstract, very different. Uh, highly recommend it, um, and if I haven't convinced you by putting it in my number one spot, hopefully I can with a review at some point, sometime. But uh, yeah, honestly, very good movie, I think. It's entirely animated in Flash. The techniques that they did in Lou Over the Wall, entirely animating an anime in Flash, have been perfected in this uh, in this show. And it just really feels very real and very kind of... Uh, uh, well, at the same time being incredibly abstract. It's, it's crazy. Like, this show does a lot of things really well. It does abstract stuff well, does humour well, does music well, and does romance well. So, yeah. The whole package in a 1 hour and 30 movie. So, that takes my number one spot for 2017. Alright. Okay. Well, that does right. it for this episode of Anime Pulse. It is all done, all wrapped up. That is, 2017 is over. Yeah, I have to and, go uh, drink some more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I have to get some food. So until next time, everybody, keep watching, keep listening, and keep the anime love strong. <laughs>